0: Welcome to the Before Midnight podcast, coming to you from the N1 studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Ward, along with my co host, Brian Schenkenfelder. How's it going this afternoon, Brian?
1: It's phenomenal, man. As always, (laughs) although the weather is getting cooler.
0: What is the deal?
1: That's just the way. It's March. It's horrible.
0: It's horrible.
1: <laughs> no, the bad thing is what's coming Saturday.
0: I know. Friday night, one to three inches of snow.
1: I, I'm not really worried about the snow. What I'm worried about is the fact that on Saturday the real feel is supposed to be 16 degrees, and we got a soccer game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's outdoor, not indoor. No,
1: it's an outdoor game, and they'll probably play even if there's. I mean, unless there's like snow and you can't actually physically play on the field. They won't play then. They won't
0: play if there's snow on the field? Correct. Okay. I didn't know if they like got out there and well if got you a had like if and... you were
1: playing like on an artificial field you could probably potentially play, but you'd have to the problem is the ball's not gonna roll. That would be the problem with playing in the snow. You gotta okay. at least get it blown off it's so that you can at least see the field and things of that nature. But if it's just cold I was
0: thinking, you know, get a leaf blower and blow the snow off. But... Yeah, I don't know how no. well that
1: works. <laughs> You need, like, uh. a snowman remover. The the b-
0: kids out there with shovels.
1: I just am looking at 15 degrees, which would be hard for him yeah. to play in that because you're going to have to wear the uniform. You just wear, like, multiple layers underneath. Yeah. It. The good news for him is he'll be moving, generally. The bad news He's for us for and the parents is we're going to be meal. sitting there, and you get there a half hour before the game, and, you know, the 10 or 15 minutes afterwards you bring get a little fire
0: down. pit with you one of those portable ones <laughs> marshmallows
1: you might need something like that for this it's that that's that'd be really cold that's really for cold. 90 minutes i'll have to get like all my arctic stuff out i used to buy they
0: will actually play when it's that cold
1: i don't know we'll find out i would assume they will it's
0: i guess it depends on the well i look at child care stuff because that's what i do and there's no way we could have kids outside for that for any amount of time i mean it's it's against the regulations so i didn't know But what is the age does it does it count for
1: does it count for grade school or is that just preschool
0: up to i mean there i mean that's just preschool but there are still temperature restrictions i think
1: well the problem is the temperature is still going to be 30s uh, it's just the real feel because of the wind and everything else is going to keep it in well the even i mean oh, i have a little chart chill.
0: that's like with the wind chill and the temperature what it feels like and that's what i have to go by whether or not the kids can go outside or not now it might be colder than that but if the sun's out you know and it you know the blacktop's warm whatever but i think I, that's the guys... problem is
1: it's going to be cr- cloudy gray it's going to be windy it's going to be cold it's going to be an interesting day of soccer
0: I'm cold it's thinking just about sport.
1: it. I, I mean, yeah, I know. It's a it's a spring and fall sport, and when you have that, you can have cold. Well, that's just true. But they play in the winter. You're supposed to play. You know, they play outside in the winter, January and February times. Yeah, but real field
0: sixteen. Oh, god. <laughs> 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 no thanks. I have to study for my final exam, so I'll be inside, nice and toasty, warm.
1: Okay. Yeah, we got games Saturday and Sunday. Sunday's gonna be better though. Sunday's going to be up in the what, 40s yeah, or 50s Yeah, Sunday's again. supposed to be better. It's just that one day is going to be just brutally cold. I guess a front's coming through. I would say so. That will make for some interesting soccer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad I have an excuse to be inside. Not the best excuse. Well, it's a very good excuse, but not one I'm looking forward to. But
1: Yeah, that we'll, we'll get the fireplace going in here. I'm about to go get some more wood and bring it up for that day.
0: Yeah, so I just like packed up all my hats and gloves and stuff the other day. I was like, oh i'm not gonna need i hadn't looked
1: at the weather oops i'm trying to figure out if i can get in the hot tub that day that might be a little cold
0: it's close to the door i mean just spring it's not
1: that close (laughs) (laughs) well you have to get out you kind of have to wrap up and then come in it it takes a few seconds It, it can be really cold yeah that's okay
0: i'd
1: do it yeah there'll be other days
0: Just hope that you don't have, like, a mean kid that locks the door on you or something.
1: (laughs) We'll just get the fireplace going inside. That will be warm enough for me. I'll be fine for that. There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Mm. Um, Anything else fun happened this last week?
1: Yeah. It was really warm on the weekend. It was Saturday. Yes. Uh, I I got my road bike out. I'd taken it outside. I flipped it upside down. I could put... Grease on it, or not grease. It just cool. lube the, yeah. clean the chain, lube it. Go out for a ride on my new road bike. I, I came back in, and the bike, it had been out there upside down, which is usually a fairly stable spot for a bike. Yeah. I go outside. It had been. It fell over. Oh. Into the wind, by the way. It didn't fall with the wind. It it must have. The wind must have rocked it, and it fell the other way. Oh no. And uh, snapped my hand. My, it broke off my, my hanger. The hanger snapped in half.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's awful.
1: For those on YouTube, you can actually see my hanger. Oh, my goodness. It just broke in oh half. Gosh. The hanger just wow snapped in half. That stinks. Uh, yeah. Not riding my road bike that day. We're no. <laughs> a new hanger. Yeah. I uh, Fortunately, I have multiple bikes. Yes. This is why yes. one should own multiple bikes. I have, I have
0: three bikes right now, four bikes, four bikes right now. Yes. So, yeah, if that were, but wow, that's like from I, your new bike.
1: The brand, yeah. Well, it's from a nice bike. Huh. Yes yeah, So when you, uh, yeah, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got to ride, <laughs> I rode Wednesday and I rode Friday and I rode Saturday as well. And oh my gosh, I smiled the whole time. I didn't know how the knee was going to do. I was a little nervous because uh, it's one thing to be on a trainer and messing with a sore knee because you can kind of change. But it's another thing to, I was, I was prepared if I had to get off and walk up a hill, that's what I would do if it, if it hurt too much. Ended up, I was about six miles in on Wednesday. I was like, "Mm, this is not super comfortable, but I was okay. And I got to mile seven, I was turning around there and rested about five minutes, just drink water whatever and i was fine going back just took it easy i just had the one big hill on the way back it was down uh, millville near the distilleries Nice quiet and there one of the roads is closed because it's still closed even two years after the river fell in but you can get a bike through you can get a bike through
1: through there right
0: yeah they've they've got concrete barriers but they've got a gap yeah so you can you can sneak on through and the guy that lives there is i was like hey he loves the cyclists you know he thinks we're great
1: no, it was it was really windy on Saturday I did get about a two hour ride in it's it was brutal though just riding into that wind is you don't think about going five miles an hour <laughs> when you're riding into the wind you just happen to enjoy the when it goes downwind it
0: yeah it when you get to turn around wild. it's so much better yeah because
1: you're it's it's like when you're going into the winds that are 20 30 miles per hour like that it, it's it really is kind of like riding uphill all the time yeah it's just it wears on you. Yeah, when you're out there for an hour going into the wind,
0: that's not a fun ride.
1: I mean, it's fun to be out. It just is. It's just challenging. It yeah, you know, it, it drained me. And it was a long ride for this time of the year for me. How long are you usually
0: on the trailer trainer?
1: 45 minutes yeah that's what i I was thinking i don't so
0: to go from 45 minutes to two two hour ride right that's a long ride for me my butt was starting to get hurt on that one
1: (laughs) (laughs) i am not in butt shape for riding you gotta get in butt shape
0: gotta get in butt shape yes you do takes a
1: while to get that ability to sit on a saddle for an extended period of time both my
0: rides were only an hour i was like that was all i was good well plus i just wasn't sure how well the knee was going to Hold up with all of like it anyway. Wednesday
1: did about an hour. I've, I've been kind of trying to start to ramp up. It was just a nice day. Yeah. Really nice weather. It was about an hour and 55 minutes, hour and 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it, with all that wind, really, I was tired on the way back in. <laughs> and of course, it's around here. So there's a lot of hills on top of all that, which make it more yes. enjoyable.
0: <laughs> Only if the wind's behind you going down.
1: <laughs> it's amazing why no one ever wants to ride with me with all these hills around here.
0: I love riding these hills.
1: It's always fun. I to swim. Like yeah, it's like if you want to learn to ride hills, go out with Brian. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I have to train for that.
0: <laughs> All of our swimmers live in a very flat area. It's actually pretty funny. <clears throat> so I'm like, okay. I am I'm, I'm doing this race where there's hills. It's like, well then, you know.
1: Come out by us. come out. It it is interesting though, the people who ride flat they they, they they do struggle when they have to come on the hills. Yeah, I've, multiple times I've had people that are really good riders, but once they get on hills that are not more that are more than thirty seconds to a minute, yeah. they really like, struggle. It's, yeah,
0: it's interesting yeah. times. Yep, it's great. We well, and the bike groups are actually starting. Daylight savings is
1: no daylight, daylight saving. saving. <laughs> God, sorry. We're going to day. post the Teen Titan Go and make you watch that.
0: I've already seen it. I've already seen it. Sorry, <laughs> slip of the tongue. <clears throat> it, that is Sunday, so our the Bluegrass Cycling Club starts on Monday. Right. First rides. We'll see what the weather's like.
1: <clears throat> yeah, this is not the time of the year to do group rides. This is.
0: We get a little bit extra. I mean, it'll be it'll be up for up in the air. You know, until that day, as to whether or not it's we'll always be able to rough. Ride.
1: This time of year, I, I I don't. This time of year, I generally don't expect to bike a lot.
0: Yeah, it's going to be sporadic, but if we can, which makes it
1: hard because, especially like a group ride like that where everybody wants to go, you know, hundred miles an hour for the whole time, and then they complain when you're stronger than them and you start pulling away from them later in the ride. <laughs>
0: Well, we've already had the discussion with all the group leaders, you know, the ride leaders that, hey, need to be taking it easy. Some people don't have trainers that are going to be joining you, and they haven't ridden since last November, you know. So so I'm prepared for that for my group. It's, like, it's going to be short. We're going to take some breaks. We'll do about what, I, what I've been doing, what I did last week. We'll go an hour, you know, 14 miles, plenty for the group that I lead, too. So.
1: We're well, not in the A group because the A no, group will be No, I'm not in the that. A group. No. The no. A group will be. Although I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna have an A group in Frankfurt anymore. Are they done? They with had
0: that? one last year. It was a little sporadic, but they nobody really wanted to commit to being the ride leader for the A group. Gee, I wonder why. <clears throat> Y'all are obnoxious, but whatever. <laughs>
1: oh, it did some. It's bad. It's not a. It's a pretty toxic group to ride with to a great extent. I mean, they're they're cordial enough and friendly yeah
0: they're great people but you know i i only know them afterwards when we go sit around a restaurant you know and they're great guys to hang out with but
1: uh they want to race they want to drag race all the time yeah it's wild
0: yeah my little bc group is not like that
1: yeah i mean i I don't mind doing it when i'm one of the stronger ones in the group it's rough when you're not yeah (laughs) you're sure holding on yeah Uh, it's it's a little bit tougher
0: yeah, I mean they'll probably have that group. Um, I don't know what kind of shape they'll be in, but
1: yeah, it's all good. Well, some of them will. Yeah, be ready to start hammering right off yeah. the bat. That's the way of it. That's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. why I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> ride right on your own. I just it's ride by good. myself.
0: Well, this last weekend, yeah, we had our uh, had the first half marathon of the year for my pacing group. That's yeah. about that
1: time. It's starting yeah. to warm up enough to be able to race.
0: Well, it's the, this, this particular race, it was the last race that we got to do in 2020 before everything shut down. Okay. Um, which, okay. which was kind of, because the next race that my group is supposed to do, the race got canceled right before it was when everything was really in flux um, in 2020. So so it's kind of a memorable, it's, it's a very much a landmark race for me. Just Okay, it's the first one of the year right and we had 74 degrees which was crazy
1: yeah um, that's a pretty warm race day what was that was that Sunday it, Saturday? Was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday
0: yeah Saturday okay. so in it all was the wind nice it and was then windy, though. it was windy and it got it got warm so um, everybody did pretty Felt well great. it was really yeah it did feel good I didn't I ended up having um extra cyclists because show up because they were like roads are closed it's a beautiful day we want to ride I'm, We'll be sport riders. I'm like, off you go. Sweet. So I had a lot of people on the course, and uh, which meant the pressure was off of me with the knee. I didn't have to lead. I, I thought I was going to lead the 5K, and I was like, that <laughs> could be challenging. <laughs> I better better make sure I'm way out in front. Um, but I ended up ha- not having to do it, so it was awesome. But I did end up having to sprint on my knee because I got a call that we had a runner down at mile nine. That's fun. And, yeah. Yeah, that'll get the heart rate going, <laughs> straight up. Uh, one of my pacers. It's not your problem.
1: You're the race director.
0: <laughs> well, I'm kind of assistant race director, okay. and I was the one that the pacers called. So. Right.
1: Well, yeah, that's who they're Uh-oh. gonna call most likely. Yeah, I
0: mean, they, and they had the race director's number as well, but they knew, you know, that I. They know that I'm on the course probably somewhere. Right. And uh, I actually made a mistake now that I think about it, because they were. From about mile nine to mile 9 to 10 uh, was actually on a walking path. So you couldn't drive on it. right. So I get the phone call that this runner is down at mile nine and they said it's right at the beginning of the path. and I got in my car and drove drove all the way around, but thinking about it, I should have just gone on foot. Uh-oh. From that, put- I didn't have my bike with me. My bike was parked behind, um, a ways away. But anyway, I ran to the car and drove her around, which made sense. And uh, yeah, we had a runner down. Um, and uh, the history on this person, she was like an eight time Ironman athlete. I mean, and she was in great shape. And she was in front of the 145 pacer. And he watched her go down the path and she kind of started weaving. And then went into the grass and just collapsed. She stayed conscious the whole time, so it wasn't like uh, what well, when someone back in got
1: November? there. <laughs> uh, she had to have passed out for at least a brief minute or two. Oh yeah, or two, yeah, yeah. But she she, she, went down. I,
0: she was dizzy and knew it, and found somewhere soft. She didn't just bunk down on the concrete. concrete. In November, when the girl went down, she got dizzy, went down, and hit her head on a car okay and had seizure and went into cardiac arrest this girl didn't have anywhere near the seriousness of that thank goodness
1: yeah she must have gone must have started feeling dizzy probably got over just to probably probably was pulling up just to kind of regroup yeah and just fainted yeah because that could because that could cause fainting the stopping well, the way I, pressure, the way right?
0: the pacer described it, it was like she knew that she was going down and like found a spot. He was okay. like she couldn't have gone down any softer. She, you know, it's like she protected herself, got herself to a safe place because she knew she was going down, and she stayed. Con- well, that's weird. She probably was unconscious for at least a moment or two, um, but they talked to her almost immediately, and she was able to say her name.
1: maybe she didn't pass up maybe she just went down interesting just felt lightheaded and went down on the ground yeah Hmm.
0: I don't know but the way the course went there was a road coming up and then it went on the path and she was on the corner of the path and an EMT was part of the race was running and he hopped the fence and got right to her um and he was there by the time I got there there were several people Nine one one was called first before me good thing
1: yeah um
0: so Hmm. they did that and then uh she was conscious but her breathing and her color looked okay everything looked okay but she was like i could see her stomach just you know and she was you know she wasn't real she i mean she was a fairly fit person she's in front of the 145 pacer so That's she's you know pretty good pace pretty well. I, my guess
1: is she probably overexerted and just kind of hit the limit yeah. too much breathing too fast probably oxygen deprived her I mean, if she was breathing that hard then she, she was probably breathing pretty hard when she was running.
0: Probably.
1: And just wasn't used it's to It's
0: interesting, though, because she was going on a downhill. So, so that would faster. have been a time to where, you know, where you get a chance to breathe. At least that's what I do.
1: Well, some people go harder downhill because you can go faster, easier. I mean, it becomes yeah. a more aerobic or a more anaerobic type of event.
0: I guess that's for me personally. That's when I start. You know, I relax a little bit. I take that opportunity to
1: right.
0: regroup and get my breath back. But yeah, man, if you're she, pushing she, hard, pushing harder through that, you're gonna hard. go
1: down. You're gonna, especially if your breathing was already accelerated, She may have just been like into a hyperventilated state, and that caused the the dizziness. It caused her to get dizzy. That would that would sure. make some sense. Yeah, because like things like dehydration's to me seems unlikely, especially for like a triathlete. Who would have been most likely hydrated, unless she less unless she came into it sick, and were yeah. just in a dehydrated, really severe dehydrated, start to be mainly because it's just that race for someone who does distance. That's not a very long race. That's a, an hour and a half is, or even a two hours, is just not a very long exercise.
0: Right, for somebody who's
1: who's in good shape, in unless shape. she was like, like I said, she's pushing. You know, maybe. You know, she does distance, and maybe she's not like a speed, and so she was going for time because it was mm-hmm. a nice day. It wasn't super cold. And yeah. just kind of went over the top.
0: I mean, the winner of the race did it in 113, which is moving. Holy right. Cow. That's probably the fastest half that I've ever been a part of. I mean, I wasn't leading on this one, but usually 120, 123. For the winner, 113,
1: whoa. That's moving. Yeah. Well, you had good weather for it. You, it yeah. wasn't super cold, so you didn't come in tight. Because that's the problem with it gets cold like that is you're just tight because mm-hmm. of all the, it's just so cold, everything contracts. Yeah. You're, you're coming in, it's, you're, you're fairly loose, especially since you're coming from colder, so the warm would probably felt really good. And it wasn't so warm that you should have gotten like super dehydrated from it. Yeah.
0: It was, I mean, it, it was a very hilly course, very hilly. So maybe she wasn't. Particularly good at hills either. Maybe exerted herself too much on the hills.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just not knowing any like history. I mean, maybe yeah. she wasn't I a mean, fast runner, and she who I, knows? You know, pure but speculation. Someone in that good of shape afterwards that makes me think it wasn't something like dehydration. so it was mm-hmm. dehydration; they have been putting like fluids in her and stuff.
0: Well, <laughs> the ambulance sat there for a while after they picked her up, and this is just a they side always comment. Do that. <laughs> and I shouldn't be saying anything, but if you're an emergency medical person, you would think that you would be in some kind of physical shape. No, no. not at all. No, I thought we were going to have to put two of those guys on the stretcher with her to get them out. <laughs> I was like,
1: you just have I mean, to be technically able to perform your duty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, they had to walk with the stretch. There was no way to get a vehicle down that path. There's concrete poles in the end. So people don't drive down there. You can't remove them. They had to come down on foot. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my, all right.
1: (laughs) Well, the problem is that you run into this in a lot of those professions, even like the the police department as well. Yeah. You have to meet certain standards to get in, but then once you've met them, you don't have to requalify for a lot of those things.
0: Which uh, to me is strange because if you have to physically be able to do the job in order to get in, shouldn't you always have to be physically able to do the job? Why should that, Why does that standard change? Now, for firefighters, it doesn't seem to be that way as much.
1: Well, because firefighters have to, they're not going to be able to do their job if not, they don't stay in shape. Yeah. Because when they go through training and stuff like that, they have to be able to carry heavy stuff. Right. Your training, you very, you once you become an EMT, doesn't have that. Yeah. At that point, you, you're, you're skilled. So you, your skill carries your day. I've done this for a long time. I know how to handle any situation. You've got to be able to get you. to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I mean, they were great. You know, they were really good, but it's like...
1: But, uh, yeah, a lot of professions uh, don't. I mean, the only, wow. thing, the only people I know that do is usually the military, but that's because you can get deployed. Yeah. And therefore, well, you yeah. have to maintain well, they have the to, fitness They to have to. they have to pass wars. tests all the time. Right. You know, well, they've always again, got to a PT test. You're going to a war zone as well. Right, yeah. Where an EMT yeah. is... Generally, you're just picking somebody off the side of the sidewalk or something like that that happened, yeah. or you're going to an accident. Or it, it was something interesting. Of
0: those I was, I was sort of there. There was a big disconnect there <laughs> to me that you know we had. Well, in the last time in November, I mean, I had three medical professionals that ran a half in less than two hours that were right there. You know, and the same thing happened with this one. The guy that hopped the fence was obviously very physically fit, but the people that actually came, I was like, oh. Wow, we're going to have to help you? All right.
1: (laughs) Most of the time, you don't... Again, they don't generally have to go that far. Yeah. If I'm going to like a car accident or I'm going to someone's house, I can usually get in relatively easy. It's very rare that it's someplace that's remote, which in this case, it just happened to be remote because it was in a park or something. Where was it?
0: Yeah, it was in a park. It was on on a trail at the back of uh, uh, the park in Versailles.
1: That doesn't happen. A yeah.
0: time. It doesn't happen a lot, I guess. But it was interesting. Anyway, they had her in the emails for a while, so I'm I'm figuring they were giving her fluids there.
1: Possibly. Who knows?
0: Who knows, but...
1: I mean, you, you start getting into some of those situations that people just sit around forever talking and just making sure you're okay. A lot of times, just observation.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Just, hey, you did okay? You did okay? Still yeah. doing okay?
0: She was barely giving one-word answers, that, and it was hard to understand, her. she... She was not real. I mean, she couldn't help to.
1: Maybe get she was down the stroke, minor stroke of some sort. Possibly. Not like a major one that you're like, good hey, God, uh, but just another. Yeah, to-
0: no, I didn't see any weakness in her face or anything like that because usually you can see some kind of drooping. I didn't see any of that. Or
1: minor heart anyway. attack or something like that.
0: Possibly. Her color was okay. Yeah. You know, she wasn't profusely sweating or stopped sweating. It was in the middle. I don't know.
1: Or they're just watching. Anyway, yeah. Making sure nothing but- happened.
0: If you're going to race, be prepared for all kinds of temperatures. <laughs> Don't push yourself too much, please. We can't handle it. I would not make a good EMT.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean cuz this is kind of early in the season, most people yeah. aren't heavily trained at this point.
0: Right. So, that's 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 what one of I was concerned about this race because it was going to be a lot warmer than everybody was used to and I had my pacers on alert to be on the lookout for people that were struggling and having trouble encourage them to slow down if they needed to um, this seemed to take this girl by surprise because money didn't notice my pacer didn't notice anything wrong with her before it happened so anyway
1: hit the wall somehow hit some type of wall
0: yep. the other thing that uh we were going to talk about a little bit was uh, getting besides getting trained for races this early in the spring being prepared is a uh, biking and taking care of your bike that fell apart (laughs) i noticed on mine i i can't find my one of my lights i'm like okay where the heck is the light trying to gather up stuff and then i did remember we had talked about this before because it happened to me to look at the screws on the bottom of my shoes this is this is the time uh, where
1: you you check things the cleats are a good one that's always one i'm like make sure your screws are tight on your cleats this is a good time to check that
0: because they loosen up, and you don't realize it. They do loosen
1: it. up, and you should really check that probably, like, once a month. But generally, most people don't. Most people just, don't, yeah. You just don't think about it. Until it happens to you once when your cleat and falls And you cannot
0: off. get your foot And
1: you're kind of <laughs> hosed. Yeah. Oh, God. do <laughs> It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> then, you, then you check more often a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the good things to do is check that. The other thing is check your tires. Look for flattening especially if you have a trainer Mm -hmm. if you're riding a trainer that's not a smart trainer where the whole wheel comes off uh, you have the tire on the back and you're it tends to wear a tire faster mainly because there's additional friction Mm -hmm. you're kind of forcing friction on it where when you're riding outside you're sitting on it that's the only friction you're creating well
0: and your tires are going to wear fairly evenly when you're outside because you've your front wheel the front wheel on the trainer is not
1: right. getting
0: worn at all so you don't and you're looking down at that front wheel you're not looking In the at back. the back so well when kind of forget it. it's easy people, to forget it most people
1: most people don't realize that when that tire kind of flattens out that's when it needs to be replaced you don't wait until like the tube's coming out of the side i won't point the names to anybody was not
0: coming out the side it was just like a little bubble <laughs> We're just talking about all of Linda's experiences here. The screw coming out of the shoes and yeah. Well, I've
1: had the screws come loose on shoes before as well. And that's, that's not a fun thing. It's a good thing to check them. It's a good thing to check your tires, especially if they've been on a trainer. Yep. Uh, If you have a trainer like that uh, and you know how to do it, swapping tires with the front is not necessarily a bad idea. (laughs) That way you can get a little more run out of them. The other thing, this is the time of the year to, if you're going to get a tune up, Yeah, March is about the last of when it, at some point around March, April, everybody starts to get thinking about tune-ups and the time to get your bike back will, could potentially be expensive if you wait into like April and May and look for a tune-up. It can be a week or two before you get the bike back. If you only have one bike, that's a problem.
0: (laughs) That is a problem,
1: yes. (laughs) If you have multiple bikes, not so much a problem. You can send it off and and get it back when it, it comes back. This would be a good time to do that. Because the tune up's gonna check to make sure your brakes are good. It's gonna check to make sure your shifting is good. It's gonna make sure your chain isn't worn. So if you don't have a chain checker, you can't determine if your chain's been worn. So right
0: now would probably be like for me, I guess I would send the race bike first. So I would have it back in time for racing and then send the other one. So I'd at least have something to ride. Probably. That would make sense. And then you're not panicking that your race bike is, oh, my God, it's going to take forever. Yeah, you don't, you want, to, race.
1: You don't want to get a tune-up the week before a race. No, don't do that. For a lot of reasons. One, yeah, it takes some time to get tuned tune-up sometimes, especially if they're busy. Mm-hmm. Two, if there's something wrong and they can't get a part for whatever reason, yeah. you don't want to be in that position the week of a race. No.
0: <laughs> That's unnecessary
1: panic. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to find out your wheel is bad the week of a race and yeah. you're scrambling for new wheels. That is not a feeling you want. <laughs> but, but those are things that can happen. Yeah. You, you might need something. There might be something majorly wrong with the bike that needs to be addressed. You don't want to find out about that race week. You yeah. want to find out about that some months in advance <laughs> if you can. <laughs> Good possible. tip. Good tip.
0: Yeah, yeah especially supply and demand right now. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Cause it can be, it's getting better in the bike industry. There are oh, things that can be challenging to get at times. Yeah. The, the real goal is just, you know, just, it's the basic maintenance of, is the tires worn? Are the brakes grabbing evenly? Are, is the shifting clean? Is the chain worn? Most people don't have the tool to check the, mm-hmm. the chain length, but you definitely want to, if you're chain is used you know if you've got three or four thousand miles on it it's probably that's probably getting done. close to, to changing it sometimes sh- shorter it depends on how you ride your bike if you're someone who rides in the big ring and small ring and the or big ring in the front big ring in the back you're gonna be changing your chains a whole heck of a lot of time the cross chaining is horrific on trains you'll, you'll shorten oh, your yeah. life in half but i know a lot of people that do that they don't want to switch that front ring out especially triathletes and, really oh yeah they'll, they'll run the heck out. It of it makes bike. a
0: lot of noise
1: yeah, but it's just
0: like I can't stand that noise. <laughs> like shaft.
1: <sighs> but A lot of people will run those. Will run cross chain, and that will that'll wear out a chain yeah. really quick. Especially as you start getting into these 12 speed bikes that have narrower chains. 11 and 12 speeds that have narrow chains. You, huh. you, you run those angles. I mean, that's the one downside to like a a single drivetrain, like only one up front, is you get a lot more angles on it. You're going to wear your chain a little bit faster than a one by drivetrain rather than a two by, just because the one is in the middle. And so when you're running, you're going to run some angles that are going to wear your chain faster.
0: I never thought about it.
1: And if you're like a lot of people out there and don't clean and relube your chain once a week, your chain's going to wear a lot faster as well. (laughs) And the last thing you want is for your chain to break.
0: Yes, that's kind of a catastrophic fail. especially if you're going up a hill.
1: That is a catastrophic fail because the only time it happens generally is when you're going up a hill. Yeah. I know some people have gotten hurt yeah. with chain breaks. I can imagine. Mainly because you're pushing so much power into it. Right. And when it goes, it, you're going to slip. You may fall off your bike. Bad There's things probably
0: not a whole lot of warning, too. I mean, it's just no, going it to snap. Snaps. Bye-bye. Ouch. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to think of what else you might need with a bike. Those are the big things. Just making sure your brakes. It's a good time to,
0: like, I'm looking at the tape on my bike, going, "Oh, okay, time to change that."
1: If your tape's worn, it's a good time to change it. I mean, there's a lot of things you can you can do this time of year. It's just a good time to, just go over the bike, look Mm -hmm. for things that might be seem out of place, Mm -hmm. or might be excessively worn. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's time to get a new saddle. Although saddles don't wear that easily, generally. I've had saddles that I've had for a long time.
0: I was going to say, if you hate the saddle, now's the time to shop around.
1: Yeah. Well, it's always a good time if you don't like your saddle to get a new one. (laughs) That is not a good existence to not enjoy your saddle. Yeah,
0: Time to look for sales on kits and things like that, too. Because, I mean, bike shorts wear out.
1: Yeah. This is the time to replace a lot of your clothing as well. Mainly because you haven't worn it all winter. Mm -hmm. If you haven't worn it, time to get new ones before you go out again. Yeah. They do wear out a year or two. Of the quick kit will will wear it out, especially the, the pants. Yeah. The the top you can ride. Yeah, the tops extended don't periods wear out. I mean. But it's good to get new bibs every. When single that time. padding
0: starts to go, nothing's comfortable, and the first rides are already kind of ouchy. <laughs> so <laughs> until you get your butt t- toughened up, as you said. Yes. Wear the good padding. Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on the bike.
1: No, I mean that's the big thing. Helmet.
0: I'm looking at a new helmet because it's. I've realized that my helmet's at least four years old, and I mean not that I've been in a wreck with it, but it's been dropped, it's been thrown around, it's it's gotten beat on. Like okay, I'll start looking at for replacing that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's always good to have a helmet. It's always good to have a helmet. Well, and one
0: that you know is in good shape.
1: But you can generally you can look. Uh, you're looking for like dry rot. Anytime you see any type of dry rot in a helmet, just throw it away immediately. Uh, look for like cracks. Yeah. If you've dropped it a few times, you can look through and, and, and really look at the, as much as you can, that, like a styrofoam or whatever that mm-hmm. insulated thing is, and, and look for styrofoam, cracks in that. Yeah. If you can find cracks in there, it's I'll time to get it, rid of yeah. it and, and get a new one. Like I said, it's just, it's just really just about, we're starting to get out and ride more. So now it's time to look over the bike. This is a good time to clean it. Make sure there's no uh, cracks in the frame. Make sure there's no damage to the frame. Just just go over the bike and, and look at it and mm-hmm. see if it's in good shape. See if the pads, or the brake pads, are worn. And those are all the things we're looking at. Brake yep. shifting is it all good? Do the wheels spin easy? Is there any catch in them?
0: Cables. Like How, well, I guess the bike shop selling. I mean, unless you're going to take out your own cables.
1: Unless you're going to take out your own cables, and that's usually a shifting issue or. Like, it gets really hard to shift. Because mm-hmm. what will happen, and the same thing with braking, if it gets real hard to, like, pull the brake, or if you pull the brake and you let go and it doesn't release immediately, mm-hmm. what happens is the, the cables, the housing gets gunked up, mm-hmm. and it doesn't okay. release the cable. You have to basically replace the housing in those situations, which is the what the cable runs between between the front and the back. Mm-hmm. When you replace the housing, you replace the cable.
0: So, I mean, it's... Is there any warning if a cable is going to break? That doesn't usually happen, though, does it?
1: Your brake cables generally don't break. The shifting cables can. You okay. can go if you know what you're doing. You can kind of pull the hoods back and kind of try to inspect in, inspect inside it. Okay. Uh, especially if you have the hood shifters, mm-hmm. because those and even the front shifters, it, you, you kind of have to look and and see if there's any. If you see any like okay. looks like fraying at all, okay, you're gonna want to replace those because what happens is they all make that real sharp turn mm-hmm. even the front shifters your hood shifters they're all turning that cable right around that little hood part right there it's okay. a really tight turn as such with that friction it wears it and eventually you'll see it you didn't you have a cable sp- I did. break yes
0: <laughs> yes i did i've had i've
1: had <laughs> i've not had a cable break i've had cables with on their last two or three threads where yeah. like the, the, the up front, where it kind of it would come out and like, oh, wow, I just stabbed myself with a little bit of a loose <laughs> cable there. And then you start, then you take it apart and you see like the two or three cables just holding on, everything else is frayed apart.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's always
1: good to check your cables. <laughs> check check yeah. your cables. Or, and that's kind of things that happen in a, in a tune-up. Although, you know, they're not going to pull the cable and make sure it's...
0: Not the whole thing, but they'll look at the top
1: generally you'll look at it but it doesn't mean you're always going to see it though that's the problem a lot of those front hoods you, you can't really see it in there okay you'd have to kind of take the whole thing apart and try to pull well it looking out. at
0: how many miles your bike has i mean when that happened to me my bike had a couple thousand miles on it for sure
1: i mean a lot of times i mean some people will just re- when they go to the bike shop will hey just just place replace my cables. cables every year yeah. or two maybe every two years just replace them
0: it's not a bad idea if you ride a lot
1: yeah, just if you're putting tons of miles into a bike. Yeah, or safety, you just safety. Moved electric shifting, and you don't know, worry about it. There you
0: go. <laughs> someday, someday. <laughs>
1: uh the glory electric shifting. I love electric shifting.
0: Someday I'll get
1: that. It's it is definitely it. better. Yeah. Unfortunately, my electric shifting bike is the- blown up a hanger. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: Although my race bike is an electric shifting bike too, but I haven't gotten that one out. I've, I've been wanting to. I need new tires on my on. Uh, the wheels I train with. Okay. And since they're, I have to glue them on, I just haven't gotten around to it. Oh, you haven't done that? Yeah. I've, I glued the tires. I just have to glue, I even did the glue on the rim. I got to do another round on the rim and then put them on, attach them. It's really time consuming. Just haven't done it. It's not really, it'll only take about a half hour, my minutes. It's just, I haven't had the time to do it. It's it's a challenging thing, too, to pull those tires on. <laughs> they're really yeah, tight. Yeah, they're tight. Yeah. It, yep. It's just I haven't, had an opportunity to do that yet I, I need to do that this spring so i can get out and ride my the bike i'm going to be racing on more than Probably once or I twice before the race yeah. which is what i've been doing yeah because the I, I don't want to wear out the race tires because number yeah. one they're expensive and number two i'm gonna to, they're too they're, t- they're glued tubulars as well and i gotta glue new ones on i don't really don't want to do that if i don't have to yeah as yeah. often as possible yeah i'm getting some training tires on the other one that'll should last a lot longer than a race tire mm-hmm. that'll, that'll help with extending the life I just don't ride that bike as much
0: my race bike has been on the trainer actually all winter which has been nice my it, race it,
1: bike's been sitting in the bedroom upstairs
0: it it's, gets ridden two
1: months out of a year it was actually
0: intri- we had talked about being on a trainer and how you don't you know I've got the Garmin tax but you don't get to steer and uh, when I rode on Wednesday for the first time I was like oh yeah steering oh all right
1: <laughs> It's hard I to hold this? a straight line like, if you don't practice that, does it?
0: Like, all right. I got this. Oh, potholes. Oh, okay. All right. It's hard to hold a straight it. line if
1: you don't practice it. That's <laughs> the beauty of the trainer. You, you're going to have to hold a straight line on a, well, not the trainer, but on the rollers. You, if you don't hold a straight line, you're dead.
0: Yeah. 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 And I, ha- I haven't really had to had think to about that. it a whole lot. And it, it was funny because I, we had just talked about it. And then I was riding. It, it was like, oh, yeah. I yeah you're you're
1: to weaving a lot, ball, aren't you? It's going to take a little here. while to, to go straight. Ooh, okay. <laughs>
0: The other thing too is my, uh, the bike on the trainer's got the aero bars. And so I'm just like resting on those and reading mm-hmm. or whatever I'm doing on the train. I'm like, Oh, I've got to focus on the road.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I can't. don't have
0: the arrow bars on the bike that I'm on the road on. I've got my endurance bike.
1: You're, like, you're, oh yeah. You oh, can't right. space when you're on the road. No, you got to no. shift. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be looking for that next shift.
0: It was fun, though. I have a smile on the whole time. It's good to be able to get out again. Not this weekend, obviously, with 16 degrees and snow.
1: But... I, I very much look forward to riding my bike four times a week rather than running four times a week. <laughs> much rather run twice to, a week.
0: I would like look forward to running, but yeah, that's not...
1: Two to three times is more than enough. <laughs> I look forward to back, going back to those days and, getting, and riding four times a week. There you go.
0: It'll come here soon. It'll be here soon. In theory. As long as it, yeah, we don't have <laughs> snow in July or something crazy. All righty. Anything else? we we think that's of. That's all today. I got right now. That's all you got? All right. That's all I got, too. So if you like us on iTunes, give us five stars. We like all our stars.
1: Five stars. If you're watching us on YouTube and you've enjoyed this, hit the like button. If you want more content, hit subscribe. Uh, we publish regularly. And if you uh, want to be notified when we release it, hit the bell. They'll notify you when we release new content.
0: Sounds good. If you're looking for a coach, check us out on Go3Sport.com, and we'll see you next week.